On today's show, joining me is the original co-host of Locked On Rangers, Morgan Price, to talk about how far this Texas Rangers team has come since we started this show back in 2019. Some Adrian Beltre talk, all that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of Locked On Rangers. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow my guest and original co-host at Morgan Price. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers for the best way you can help grow the show. Hit subscribe on your favorite YouTube, your podcasting platform and on YouTube and comment nearly any single thing below. Before we get into today's show, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Now joining me today is the original co-host of the Locked On Rangers podcast. <laughs> A first full year of this show would not be where the show is today without you. Morgan, how are you doing? I am doing absolutely amazing because the rangers are world series champs could not be better 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 i mean if you would have told us when we did episode one of this show all the things that would happen to this team in the next five years i i don't think i could have possibly comprehended the just sheer amount of just things that have happened since then what, what would you think if i told you all the way back in 2019 what was going to happen um First of all, would not believe any of it, especially because the la the end of our first season, like when I was finishing out, we were going into COVID. <laughs> and I <laughs> specifically remember like one of our last episodes we recorded was like basically like stay at home. Like we barely knew what COVID was. We just knew like stay six feet apart and like hopefully baseball will be back and we'll have a season. Um so not only just thinking about that, but then like 2023, the Rangers are World Series champs and Bruce Bochy came out of retirement to coach the team. What? Yeah. I Jacob mean, I... DeGrom and Max Scherzer are Rangers. What? Like I would have laughed I, if someone told us that I would have laughed in their face. And you should have, because it's just insane the amount of things that have gone down since then. I believe 2019, was that the last year that Bruce Bochy was actually, I can't remember if he was managing that year or if last year. No, it was his last year managing it was his, the yeah. Giants. Because he was retired for what, three years and then came back? Mm -hmm. or yeah, two and a half, something like 77 that. and 85 record with the 2019 San Francisco Giants with uh, a lot of fun names like Jeff Samarja was their war leader that year. Mike Yastrzemski. Um, Oh my gosh, Will Smith was was on that club. Of course oh, he was. <laughs> and Madison Bumgarner was still a decent pitcher at that point. Well, I feel like I haven't heard that name in years. My gosh, I still can't believe that the fact that he pitched this year in the big leagues for the team that won the National League and was so God, terrible they just cut him. Like, gosh. Oh my just... God, he was with the Diamondbacks at the start of the season. Wow. I forget so much that he pitched for them at all because he was just so unbelievably terrible. Yeah. And like, 
the fact that he joked to Bruce Bochy texting him before game seven of the ALCS, like I can come pitch for you if you want, which like, if he was like three years retired, I would be more inclined to bring him on. But like, he would have looked like the Dallas Keuchel Texas Rangers edition. <laughs> yeah. I also like part of me still kind of has a grudge against him for that one time when Delino DeShields was mad at himself for popping up against Bumgarner and Bumgarner started yelling at DeShields and, we did get a classic Beltre moment of him coming out of the dugout and being like, what's your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> um, that's how I will forever remember Bob Garner. Oh, gosh. There, there are so many things to remember. That is not one that I would have pulled out. But, of course, the, the Beltre Association is, <laughs> yeah, is that's bringing why. it back to memory. Yeah, of course. So many great moments. But I'm curious for your, your feelings of this playoff run. What I feel like there were a million times where we all thought it was, like, the most over. Which... I mean, mm -hmm. even during the regular season, what what was a time that like sticks out to you? A time where you're like, "There's no way this team's doing anything." Like this was a fun year, but like it's just not happening. Um, I think obviously August was like a very bummer of a month for the team. Um, I think specifically, I remember when Adolis hurt his knee. I think that was the moment where I was like, "Well." That was the only thing we had going for us at the moment, and now we don't have it. So I guess we're just this is what happened. This is the Rangers' life. This is what happens to us. It's always going to happen to us this way. We weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs, so I can't be too mad. But it does suck that we were in first place for all of the season, and then this is how it ends. Of course, sure, let's go with it. Whatever next year is happening, but yeah, it, it still feels like I still feel like I'm definitely in a dream. Like there's no way they even made it to playoffs. No, no, same. Like, especially like with how game seven went, like part of a large part of me is still like very sure that uh, my buddy Matt and I actually died in a car crash on our way to game seven. And this is like us like having some like joint hallucination on our like deathbeds yeah. um, because yeah. that's like it, it's the only thing that feels like realistic is like that's what happened. Yeah, the entire <laughs> Rangers fandom right now, we are in a collective dream. It's great. Nobody wake us up. Please. Please no, never please. wake us I, up. Let's stay here. I mean, I think for me, the first moment where I was like, because it took me a while to believe until like the beginning of May. Once they got to the mm -hmm. beginning of May and like about halfway through, I was like, okay, this is, this feels kind of for real. And then like once they kind of got through May and they were, I'm like, okay, this is real. This is actually a good team. Like this is yeah. fun. Maybe they'll win the division. God take advantage while like the Astros are down because they won't be forever. Yeah. And then, like, once the DeGrom news hit, I was like, uh, uh, okay. My perspective yeah. on the whole season kind of changed. It was kind of felt like, all right, this is found money. You're a year ahead of schedule. Like, this was fun. Um, the Astros are going to come back on you. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be frustrating, but like, nice to see this team moving in the right direction. But like, yeah, I can't, I still can't believe that they got six starters out of Jacob Reed DeGrom and they were a tiebreaker yeah. away from winning the division. Like, that's just nuts. Yeah. And I even think about like the beginning of the season, like when they were good in April and May, it's kind of like, oh, that, that we can do this. Like we're good. This is what winning baseball feels like. Cool. Maybe we can at least have a winning season. Like that's kind of all I hoped for this season was a winning season or at least, you know, tie it, go 500, do something better than last season. That's all <laughs> I wanted was improvement. So even as we got into August and they were kind of like that rough month, I was kind of like, you know what? We're on pace to do better than last season. That's all I can ask for. Yeah, it kind of felt the same way for me. It was just like, 
I think I predicted like 85 wins. The I'm like, just be fun, be scrappy. And the fact that they like yeah. won their first couple games is like, oh, this is the first time they're over 500 since 2020. And I'm like, <laughs> that is so depressing. It's been that long since it's they had like, like just a week, a month, like in the first like winning month they had since like 2019. I'm like, you haven't had a winning month, not one month. Yeah. <laughs> and here they did. They had several winning months and a winning October and a winning November, undefeated November, actually, which is fun. Beautiful. I think that's why it feels like such a dream and not real because we all just want, we just wanted a little, we just wanted to be a little better and like gradually get it. So the fact that we went from like a little better to, oh, we might be a wild card to, are we going to win the division? No wild card, but still in playoffs to swept wild card, swept division series. God forbid we're playing the Astros in the championship. That's maybe we'll win a couple games. Like that's kind of how I felt going into it. Like I definitely wanted to see them just crush the Astros, but I mean, they're the reigning champs. It's hard to go in there feeling like, yeah, we got this. And then to win that is still kind of like, to me, I'm like, wow, they really beat the Astros in seven games at their own stadium. Like that still just is crazy to me. That's nuts. The fact the Astros had a losing record at home this year and all of that talk about, oh, you know, we want we wanted to win the division. You know, we wanted to have home field advantage. Well, they won one playoff game at home. One. Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of like I saw some like conspiracy or whatever and like on Twitter, of course, but like the idea of like, what if Bruce Bochy wanted them to lose game five? So they had to go back to Houston for six and seven to end up playing. I'm like, I mean, I would have liked to win game five and not had to win <laughs> two games in Houston. But if that makes you feel better, I'm all for like going with that theory of like, yeah, Bruce Bochy wanted to go back to Houston because he knew they'd lose there. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. It was like the people talking about, oh, you know, Rangers should actually lose game five of the World Series. So they can win at home. Like, no, no, just no, for me, no. just win, win the whole thing, win it all, win all of the games. Don't lose at all, because that's the best way to win is by not losing. Coming up, we're going to look yeah. at where this team was back in 2019, our first episode and revisiting some uh, maybe misplaced optimism on my part from back in the day. Right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can bet on maybe the Texas Ranger to go back-to-back. You wanted to bet on some other Dallas sports teams that are doing well, the Stars, the Mavericks, the Cowboys are uh, participating as well. You can either way you can go and visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. A shout out to the everyday just making locked on Rangers your first listen every single day on tomorrow's show. I'll be looking at reviewing my preseason predictions from this year that were um, maybe as equally misguided as my preseason predictions from 2019. Now, Morgan, I went back and listened to our very first episode, which was a little better than I expected. Um, you don't, okay. you listeners at home don't need to go back and listen to it. It's fine. Just take my word for it. It was, it was pretty solid. Um, 
<clears throat> but just thinking back to where that team was, there were a, a few things that I was uh, very excited about. I was excited about new manager, Chris Wilbert. I thought that he was exactly the right choice for the job. We were also talking about such greats as um, John Mar Gomez was, was a talking point. And I was particularly excited for one starting pitcher to make his return to Texas, a guy who I thought, yes, this is, this is the time that he thrives with the Texas Rangers. And that was one 35 year old Edinson Volquez, which uh, didn't quite work out. The way <laughs> 11 games, a six seventy five ERA, four whole starts, 16 whole innings. And I thought, yeah, Lance Lane will be okay. Meanwhile, he was pretty fantastic that year. And the Rangers number three starter that year was Ariel Harado. I mean, God, again, who exactly? Ariel freaking Harado. And hey, closer Jose Leclerc. Closer Jose there we Leclerc go. <laughs> with a four and a half ish ERA. I mean, geez, that was just such a weird team. And I feel like it was, it was a perfect. I'm so glad that we had that year to start as opposed to like either yeah. 2020 or 2021. Um, yeah. not just because of pandemic. I think we, we made uh, my, my prediction for the first Ranger home run of the season was Jeff Mathis. It was not, it was of course, Elvis Andrews, who little oh, did we know was going to be traded for Jonah Heim. Like, and that was going to be so important. I mean, what are your memories from the 2019 Texas Rangers and, and how weird that team was? Uh, <sighs> Did was that a winning season? Like, well, I don't even no, know what we it, did that season. Uh, 78 and 84. That was the year because we okay, remember the first couple months were fun and scrappy, and there were randomly very good performances. It was Joey Gallo's first all star season. Danny Santana was somehow a two war player. Hunter Pence was there, Danny and he Santana. was really good. Hunter Pence, yeah, oh, we and, did talk about his running quite a bit. I remember, yes, that we now. did. <laughs> a baby giraffe as Drupal Cabrera, fine the the first third baseman after Elvis Andrews and then Willie Calhoun who didn't make the team out of camp had his one really good season with 83 games I, that's the other thing I remember about like towards the end of that uh going into 2020 was talking about Willie Calhoun's jaw that's yes. the only other thing I remember from that. oh my gosh but yes I do remember that season being very up and down of like Super exciting, fun wins to like that was a miserable game. Now we have to talk about it. Can't wait. <laughs> um, I do miss talking about Joey Gallo, though. I, I I miss Joey. I miss him too. And the fact this team's in such a good position that like literally every single year I would find several ways during the offseason. I'm like, I should bring Joey back. I should be. Yeah. Like, it's to the point this year where I'm like, I'm depressed on myself that I'm not like trying to find a way to weasel Joey Be Gallo back onto the Texas Rangers, which is very depressing. Be like but... Mike Napoli, just bring him back every couple years as, as a new position. I mean, please do like, I love <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I almost want to like put him at first base and get rid of Daniel Lowe, but I'm like, he's such a, a hero now for his, for his yeah. championship parade. Before. I'm like, I can't even do that to Nathaniel, a guy no. who, who I was like, I don't understand why they're trading for him when they traded for him. It's just like, oh. yeah. This is just in such a weird, such a weird year. And looking back at this baseball reference page of, you know, 29 games of Tim Fedorovich and Scott Heineman and those 33 games of hope for Nick Solak with an 884 OPS where we were like, oh, this is it. Finally, the Rangers are going to develop a single, a singular young hitter. And all these names that I'm like, I have not heard in years. 
Noah Rosara played 116 games that year. <laughs> the baby Rangers. Rude did Odor, Ronald so Guzman. I, I still, it drives me so insane that there was so much promise those years and they just like, everything just like didn't work out. Like every single one of them just like did not work out at all. Yeah. And I was thinking about when we were like during the playoffs, like Josh Young making some really amazing plays that I think Beltre would be proud of. It like, there was a part of me that went, that was supposed to be Joey Gallo. Like Joey Gallo <laughs> was supposed to be the next Beltre. <laughs> And then somehow now he's outfield. Like, what a time. I was, I was such a, a wild time of like dreaming of like Jorge Alfaro throwing out a base runner in the playoffs and um, yeah. Nick Williams and his swing at literally every pitch out there in left field. Instead, we have Evan Carter, who is literally the exact opposite of swinging yeah. every pitch. And oh, who is it that I'm thinking of that was, um, center fielder who Lewis Brinson of him making yes. dreaming on him, making insane catches out in the outfield, oh but no, God. it's Leody Tavares robbing home yes. runs from the Astros in the ALCS in 2023. Like oh what a God. different timeline this team followed than anything we would have Truly. thought. Like, like literally nothing about this team is if you had told us that the Rangers just that the Rangers are World Series champs in 2023, you're like, okay, well, Joey Gallo is going to be a big part of it. Rugnan Odor is going to be in the thick of things. You know, you have an, a veteran Elvis there at, at some point. And, you know, no more Zara is probably going to be the the star in the middle of the lineup that you, you thought he would. And surely Nick Solak worked out and Jose Trevino, maybe he learned how to hit and he's still a great team. It's like, just no, 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 no. None yeah. of those things. None of those things. Like Jose Leclerc is the only one that you could have mentioned in 2019 and be like, okay, yeah, he's still there. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, the guy who just left you, uh, yeah, that, that lefty Martin Perez, he's going to come back and he's going to be an all-star in 2022 and then be the definition of mid in 2023. But Hey, he gets a ring. Yeah. What a roller coaster it is to be a Rangers fan. My God, it really is. And just like looking back at the box score from opening day of 2019, here are the pitchers who pitched for the Rangers in that game. By the way, it was a miserable game, a 12 to 4 loss to the Cubs, who, by the way, okay. the Rangers opened the series the season with next year, which would be a lot of fun. But here, the starting pitcher, Ooh. Mike Miner, then followed by okay. Jesse Chavez, John Mar Gomez. Kyle Bird, Sean Kelly, Kyle Dowdy, and Jeffrey Springs. <laughs> I if you would have told me to guess like three pitchers, I don't honestly love Mike Miner. Don't even think I would have guessed him. Because when you said you were gonna tell me, I was like, I don't even know who started that year. I remember the the hype for Mike Miner after like a half decent 2018 season. And then like Yeah. It's still the most insane thing about the million insane things about the 2019 Texas Rangers is that the two highest baseball reference for seasons for any pitcher in Texas Rangers history are 2019 Mike Miner and 2019 Lance Lynn. Like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely insane. Was but that the year they were both kind of in talks for Cy Young for like a moment in time? I think they both finished like top 10. Um I can't remember exactly where it was. Uh, let's see. 2019. Yeah. Uh, fifth place finish for uh, Lance Lynn in okay. 2019. And uh, where we go. Mike Miner finished eighth. So yeah, two top 10 okay. Cy Young finishers that like 
nobody knew anything. They're like, wait, what? Oh, I guess those guys were okay. Let's look at their stats. Oh, yeah. okay, fine. But that was the Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, one, two year season. And okay. then Charlie Morton, Shane Bieber ahead of them, which, you know, fine. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Coming up, we're going to talk about our feelings about Adrian Beltre getting to hoist a championship trophy and a bunch of these old Rangers who are somehow part of this team getting some championship rings right after this word from our sponsors. Shout out to the Everyday Rangers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day on Thursdays. What day is today? It's for Wednesday. So on Friday's show, I yeah. will be looking at uh, the, reviewing the Rangers, why they should sign Shohei Otani. There's quite a few reasons why they should, and he's very good. But we'll get into more of those on Friday. But in case you don't know, Morgan, if you don't follow her, what are you doing? Um, but in case you didn't know, Morgan Price is literally the number one Adrian Beltre fan in the entire history of mankind. One of my favorite things that we did on that first year on the show was having an Adrian Beltre week of just remembering a million different Adrian Beltre things. But I, I want to know what were your thoughts when you first saw that picture of Adrian hoisting the trophy? I had like a moment of just like, oh, yes. He, he got to hold it like and but it was kind of bittersweet so i was like oh he got to hold it but then it was kind of like oh he got to hold it but he, he didn't like win it like because in my mind i'm like bell bell trade knows like oh i get to hold this and like the franchise i love got won it but like i didn't win it so like it was kind of like that oh, but but i thought it was so cool that it was martin perez that like brought it out to him and i was like here buddy hold it I'm like, oh makes it made my little ranger heart so happy that at least he got to be there, experience it. Cause I, I feel like based on the comments he had and Kinsler and Young that like them winning it this year, it was kind of like 2011 redeemed for them, for the players as well, which I feel like it's easy as fans to kind of be like, oh good, 2011 got redeemed. But to hear that the players also felt that way was kind of like good for them. We all feel so much better now. Yeah, there's like there's no hard feeling for any of the fans, but it would be so easy for them to be like still bitter and upset about it because it's yeah. like we didn't do it. And like I love that Martin Perez like basically like almost like forced the trouble. Like no, Beltran, yeah. you you hold this. Like you were there uh, for me and for all these like young players. And I'm sure he was he was he's yeah. around every once in a while. And so like that yeah. has an impact. So it's like and he was at didn't he show up for spring training this year? I feel like to help out the infield. For a little he bit did. and i remember when he first retired he did say he watched a lot of like the ranger games and he would call up the guys and be like hey fix this or like kind of like have some kind of i don't know my brain's not working because now we're talking about beltre so my brain's just like oh, <laughs> um <laughs> but i feel like he did kind of like give them ideas give them pointers kind of like a coach would but like you know he's been there so and recently so it kind of feels like, oh, a Hall of Famer is calling me up to give me some pointers. How good. So I kind of feel like he still does that. I do remember reading, like, last year he thought about becoming a special assistant to the GM. And part of me is like, you should have done it, Beltre. You would have had guaranteed a ring. <laughs> um, but I, I still kind of – I feel like he might still get a ring from the team because he, he has helped out a lot. He should. Um, and I did look up there's no like definitive rules. So really they could give them to anyone they wanted. So they should give it to Beltre. 
They absolutely should. And same with John Daniels. I don't know if John Daniels would accept it. I think John Daniels is like yeah. made his peace with like that chapter in his life, which like makes me sad that it's literally the year after. Yeah. And that he couldn't have the same like smooth transition that he envisioned of like, all right, I'm going to step back. It'll be Chris Young's team. I'll be like special advisor. I'll just like be around and just hanging out. If you need me, I'll call somebody mm -hmm. up. But if not, I'm just going to go chill with my family, which like he deserves after all the insane hours and years he's put in. But just like seeing this list of like all these special assistants to the, to the GM that are in the organization that will get rings of Michael Young, Darren Oliver, Colby mm -hmm. Lewis, Nick Hundley, Ian Kinsler, like, it makes me so happy that all of those guys are for sure yeah. getting rings. <laughs> Did you see Kinsler and Young arrive to the parade together? Like Kinsler drove both of them to the stadium oh and God. that warmed my little heart. And then uh, uh, Fergie posted a video on, I can't remember Instagram or Twitter because I couldn't go back and find it, but mm -hmm. um, of Young and Kinsler sitting at the front of the float cheers and beers chugging them like they won the world series and i'm like oh everyone's just so happy and then tag was there too which i don't know what he was saying to young but it almost looked like it had like very dad energy of like hey you need to, you need to cool it it's only it's only noon <laughs> but i was just so happy for all of them and then tag i also was like damn if you would stayed one more year with the broadcast one more year. Ring too. If he doesn't get a ring, I'm throwing hands with like literally everyone who's involved in making the decision oh. to not give him a ring. Same. Like, Same. there will be there and will I, be riots. I can't because everything I read was like the team decides. So I don't know if that's the GM or the owner. I would assume the GM kind of decides who mm -hmm. gets the rings. And I would the the way CY talks, I would be shocked if like Tag Beltray JD didn't automatically get rings or offered a ring who knows if they would all accept them but because i like you said i could also see beltre maybe not accepting it um i think he would appreciate the the honor it is but i don't know i don't know if he would accept it considering it wasn't like he won it you know yeah i feel like like all the the tips and, and stuff that he he gives i feel like not that i don't want to give like josh young all of his his due because he deserves all of the due yeah. for like improving so much defensively. But I, I think having Beltre there like helped. I mean, cause how could it not literally the greatest, yeah. well, one of the greatest third baseman defensively in the history of the game is like pick his brain. Yes, please <laughs> learn from <Yeah>. him. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Say, nah, I don't need your help to Beltre. <laughs> also remember all of those years, like the end towards the end of Beltre's career, we we're all thinking about like the heir apparent to Adrian, like who's going to take over at third base. And it was, it was like, so definitely going to be Joey Gallo. And then like the year after it ended up being as Drupal Cabrera, which was amazing that it was just him. Like, I love that yeah. it took all this pressure off. And then like the year after was what IKF. And then it was Brad Miller yeah. and Charlie Culberson. So that like, now that it is, now that it is like, you know, 2023, and Josh Young's there, it's not like every single play that we're seeing him make or not make, we're like, ooh, Adrian Beltre would have done that, or ooh, Adrian Beltre would have done this. It's just like, oh, here's yeah. Josh Young. He's a very good third baseman. And like, yeah. I love that for him. Yeah, I do too. There, he made a couple of plays that I was like, ooh, that was very Beltre of him. Or, oh, Beltre would be so proud of that. Um, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Like, I, I, it's not really fair to Josh Young to be like, oh, compare you to Beltre, who's first ballot Hall of Famer um but to be able to make him proud i feel like it's a compliment 
Yeah, absolutely. And just like having all of that like old player, like proud dad energy around there. And the fact yeah. that like Nelson Cruz retired like the day after he was like, and now my watch has ended. All the demons are exercised. Truly. Like, yeah, I was like, that's so perfect. Yes. And I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence. Like, I don't think no. it was just, oh, well, if, if, who, if the Rangers weren't in the World Series, if they didn't win, he would have retired the day after ended anyway. No, that felt like he was like, oh my God, I can breathe. I don't have that monkey on my back anymore. And I love that so much because like for you, I feel like you and I are kind of both of the same opinion of Nelson Cruz. It's like, they don't get to the world series without him. Like he did yeah. so much for them and like, it should have been a defensive substitution, but like, we don't even have to think about that anymore. Like, I know it's so great. <laughs> it's so great because there are so many times when I see people. Yeah. But like, scorned by oh we had that right fielder in the in 2011 i'm like oh that's so like i i don't even know these players but i always feel like oh, no don't hurt them anymore like no one feels worse about that catch than nelson cruz literally mm -hmm. no one as upset as we are about it he's the one that didn't catch it you know he's been kicking himself for 12 years about it so mm -hmm. like to finally be like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Like, made me so happy for him. There are so many people that aren't even playing for the Rangers right now. That I'm like, ah, oh, happy for that guy. You don't have to think about this anymore. And so many arguments that I feel like I don't have to have anymore about like, ooh, John Daniels versus Nolan. I'm like, that's done. It's done yeah. forever. Like, yeah. John Daniels helped build the best teams in Rangers history and laid the, the groundwork for this. And Chris Young deserves all the credit in the world for, you know, taking it across yes. the finish line and like, and John Daniels doesn't have to worry about like, I almost built the one that did it all. I almost did like the thing that I was hoping for. And now it's like, here's my protege year one run of the team. Like good for him. Yeah. I know, I know like very few people are happier for Chris Young than John Daniels. And that makes my heart very happy. Oh, for sure. I also really love that. Uh, see why I had JD's kids come to the parade. And be there which at first i was like but like not jd like just his kids kind of weird but whatever um but sure i also kind of john was like i don't want to be there yeah no yeah i'm sure jd was like not my place i'm good but my kids can have fun but i just thought that was so sweet that he was like you know if you really think about it jd's kids probably sacrificed a lot while his their dad was like yeah. freaking losing the sleep over keeping a team together so I think that was really cool that he was like, you know what, let's have some someone from JD's family get to enjoy this because they helped build it, which was super cool. And it makes me super excited that we have such a cool GM who also, by the way, giant human. I did so not realize big. how tall he was until he was on the stage, literally taller than everyone. Like he made Adolis <laughs> Garcia look small. How That's do you insane. do that? It's insane. He's such a tall man. I think maybe that's why he's able to convince everybody to come sign with Rangers. Like, oh, very tall yeah. man. Like, okay, I'll come sign here. Yes, thank you, tall man. Yeah, can't say no to him. He might crush me. <laughs> exactly. He's just too tall, too smart, making too many winners, one for one in rings in the Bruce Bochy, Chris Young era. What a freaking way to do it. What a way to go in the years, in the 950 whatever episodes I just said, three, six, 960 <laughs> three episodes it's been since then morgan thank you so much for joining me and taking this trip down memory lane from the from the bad times to the good times there's nothing but good times to stay thank you all so much for listening and subscribing and until next time don't forget to enjoy world series champion texas rangers baseball